You know how fast you're going? What? How fast you're going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot, turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome back to another episode of Motor Cop Chronicle podcast i'm your host as always dice man in a looped special effect as you can see since i'm anonymous it's easier for me just to loop myself than to sit here and talk with all that shit on my head hope everybody had a good week mine was uh i guess i guess it's a good thing when uh someone in law enforcement says they had an uneventful week uh Nothing really major went on this week, so we're going to talk about some news stories that I did look up. Uh, backed up a PD guy that was involved in a foot chase. Uh time I got there, of course, they had, he had caught him already. I think the PD guy did have to go to the hospital and get a few stitches put in his hand. Uh, not from fighting the bad guy, but they I think they did go over several chain link fence fences and uh he ended up cutting his hand open pretty good on a chain link fence uh i think they were stopping to a group of guys to talk to him because they had got a report because uh someone called saying there was a saw a gun or somebody brandished a gun or something like that i'm not sure it was a police department call we were just called to help because the guy was running but bad guy got arrested went to jail and uh PD guy's got a extra scar to tell a story about with his uh, grandkids and kids, I guess, as he uh, as they get old enough and he wants to tell it. So I did pull a girl over, and uh, it's not funny, but uh, I think she was about 20, 21 years old. She was young. Well, I get her information, come back with the citation to the car and she is crying her eyeballs out. She is boohooing up a storm. Well, I'm the tears don't negate me writing someone a ticket. If that's the case, I'd have to not write a lot of tickets when people cry, male and female. Yes, I have had males cry. Can you hear me now, Anastasia? Because I'm talking. At first you wouldn't hear none, but you should hear some now. So, let me know. I don't know why you wouldn't hear me. 
But yes, I've had males and females cry on traffic stops. Both ways. I think I might know the issue. Let me go over here to this. And... Not gonna be it. The people in the podcast part, just bear with me. I made a new scene on here and obviously I forgot to add it. Alright, you should be able to hear me now, Anastasia. I made a new scene and forgot to add the audio part to it because I'm a ding dong. So can you hear me now? Hopefully y'all can hear me now anyway. Told you I'm not computer savvy. Well. Let me know if you can hear me now, Anastasia, and we'll pick up where I <laughs> left off at. I forgot to add the uh, mixer to the scene. So, you should be able to hear it now. Anyway, as this girl was crying, I gave her a citation. I explained to her. I was like, ma'am, I was like, it's not that big of a deal. It's just a citation. There's no reason to cry. You didn't murder anyone or anything like that. And uh, it's going to be all right. You know, she's all upset. Her parents are going to be mad. Yeah, of course, they're going to be mad. Anybody's going to be mad. Anybody likes to get a ticket. So, anyway, I go back to my unit. I'm in the unit at the time. I go there, and uh, so I, I leave my emergency lights on until the violator, I just finish right, and pulls away for safety measures while I'm sitting there, sitting there. Well, about five minutes later, I'm still sitting there. This female is still sitting in her car. I'm like, well, shit, she don't leave. I sure know I can't write no more tickets because she's just sitting in front of me. So I exit the vehicle, go back up to her car, and she is in full-blown hysteric mode, boo-hoo, and crying. So I'll probably spend another five or six minutes uh, talking to her, calming her down, and went back to my vehicle. And about two minutes later, she finally did pull off. But she probably sat there a good 10, 15 minutes after I finished the uh, traffic stop before she actually left because she was so upset. It's just a ticket. No reason to be that upset. So, that that was one traffic stop. I can say one thing. I, I did pull over uh, a lot of Hispanic people this past week. And those are always fun for me since I do not speak Spanish at all. I pick up a word here and there, but that's it. And then I'm trying to issue them a citation. And all I want to scream is, English, motherfucker, do you speak it? <laughs> and a lot of them don't. Actually, some of, I let one couple go. They, uh. They even had uh, uh, Mexico plates on the vehicle. So I think they had traveled here on vacation or something. I'm just like, fuck it. 
have a good trip. Bye. I'm I'm not even wasting my time. So that that was that was really about it. I didn't have really I didn't have no assholes this week or anything like that. I mean, it's just strange. So this week may be more interesting, depending on the weather on ticket writing anyway. So I know we got a higher percent chance of rain today. I mean, this week coming up, you know, that's going to suck. But when I have a a fairly quiet week the way I had, usually some shit's going to happen where something's not going to be quiet. So we will get into some of the news stories that I actually had some from last week too, but I, I didn't even bring them up because they're older. Uh, so let me. Pull up this first one here. It's just an image. Uh, I didn't try to go all fancy dancing and shit on here. This uh, fella above my head, as you can see right there, if you're on watching on YouTube, Facebook, or anything like that. This uh, story comes out of uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, about five days ago. Uh, it says Lafayette Parish Sheriff's Office Narcotics Unit investigation led to the discovery of various illegal narcotics and multiple stolen firearms inside a Lafayette Parish home on Friday. Montel Willridge, that's that young gentleman there if you're watching the video or here live, uh, was arrested and faces the following charges. He had two counts of possession with the intent to distribute Schedule 1, two counts of possession with the intent to distribute Schedule 2, those are both narcotic, possession with the intent to distribute Schedule 3 narcotics, possession with the intent to distribute Schedule 4 narcotics, two counts of possession of stolen firearms, three counts of possession of firearms in the presence of controlled substances, three counts of possession of firearms by a person being a convicted felon, money laundering, Two counts of possession of controlled substances in the presence of a minor and possession of drug paraphernalia. Said a search warrant was executed on the 1400 block of Westgate Road by the Lafayette Parish Sheriff's Office SWAT team. Approximately 149 grams of heroin, 230 grams of marijuana were located along with hydrocodone, amphetamine, uh, I'm, I'm not because I'm not really fancy with Mars. Alprazolam or something like that, tablets, 175 milliliters of codeine, five oxycodones were also found inside the residence. In addition to illegal narcotics, a six sour P365, a Taurus Millennium 40 caliber pistol, an Anderson manufacturing 223 rifle, and more than 30,000 in U.S. currency was recovered. A second individual, Alicia George, 29, was charged with obstruction of justice. She must have been lying about some shit. I didn't put the other picture up here. They did have a picture of all the money and the drugs and the weapons also. Anyway, that's that story on him. Uh, Take a look at him. Bad guy off the street for a little while until uh, some defense attorney that's going to get that $30,000 that they say he's paid to him probably or more and 
he's going to be back on the street with some probation or credit for time served or something like that. And I mean, obviously this guy up here is a dirtbag. All the weapon charges, guns, drugs. So, piece of shit. Good job for the boys in blue on that one. Uh, they made the arrest of this dirt bag, and no one got killed, hurt, or nothing like that. Since you know the news media would like to say that we we're just out here shooting people up and shit like that. What's up, Roy? Well, it wasn't his pants, was it? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Roy. He, he, he's probably already back out on the streets. So let's get rid of his uh, ugly face. Bye-bye, bad guy. He, he gone. So we're going to do the next one here. This this piece of shit right here. Y'all see this guy right here? Richard Pussy or Pussy or whatever the fuck his name is. This guy, this this guy's not. For, this news story is actually from outside the country. I try to stay local to the area I'm in. You know, in Louisiana, just in Louisiana in general. When I say area, I mean I say Louisiana in general. But this, I believe, is in uh, from Australia. Y'all take a look at this piece of shit. He looks all happy and shit. Richard, we're just gonna call him Richard Pussy. Uh, Forty-two pleaded guilty to outraging public decency after the incident in Melbourne, Australia. This happened last year. I think it just went to finished in court. Pussy was driving on a freeway when four cops pulled him over for speeding. Short time later, all four were hit by a passing, uh, I don't know what a lorry is, a truck or something, whatever, uh, a passing vehicle which had veered off its lane while while they were arresting him, Constable Glenn Humphreys, Josh Prestini, Senior Senior Constable, Constable Lynette Taylor, and Kevin King, all 40 law enforcement people died on the scene out there. I'm going to pull their pictures up. And just, let me just go ahead and pull it up now. They deserve... Uh, be seen way more than this piece of shit is anyway. Yeah, there they are. Right there. <clears throat> Let's get rid of Pussy's picture. I don't even want to look at that piece of shit. Anyway, there they are. So let's say this right here. All right, we got their pictures up. I'm jumping in between two screens, so y'all bear with me. Let's get back to the story. He was at, uh Pussy was driving on the freeway when four cops pulled him over for speeding off where we hit. We already did that. Said Pussy avoided the crash as he was standing a couple of meters away, but he pulled out his phone and started filming the tragedy for more than three minutes. He mocked and taunted Senior Constable Taylor while she was pinned under the vehicle. Footage from the officer's body cam showed in court showed Pussy saying, There you go. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. He continued, All I wanted was to go home and have some sushi 
as he blamed the officers for ruining ruining his Porsche. Just reading this again is pissing me off. I'm just saying. This piece of shit, motherfucker. <clears throat> Hello, Steve. Glad you could join me. Expert said Senior Constable Taylor was still alive as uh, this piece of shit was filming her. Uh, I can't pronounce the driver of this vehicle. The driver of the uh, truck was also, also pleaded guilty the charges of culpable driving causes causing death. He was expected to face uh, a court hearing later this week, according to the BBC. Pussy was arrested at his home after the crash. He was first charged with speeding, drug possession, and reckless conduct offenses. But police discovered Pussy's horrifying video and that he had shared it amongst his friends. His comments on in the footage that he had sparked public outrage with Victoria's police minister condemning them is completely sickening. Local media reported that the offense outraged public decency and was rare. Decency was rarely prosecuted in Australia. He's due back in court March 31st. Hopefully they give these, uh, Mr. Pussy some time. These four officers lost their life doing their job and he fucking going to pull his phone out and videotape it and mock them because uh, they he wanted to go fucking eat sushi and his Porsche got fucked up. Uh, fuck Mr. Pussy right in his ass. I hope he goes to prison and he gets fucked in his ass and he can have a man pussy after that. Anyway, I read that one. That shit... Piss me the hell off. So, if you're watching on video or on live, you can see all four officers' uh, faces there that lost their lives doing their job. And I'm not pulling up the dirtbag picture again. He got enough screen time with me. So, fuck him. So, that for that one. That shit pisses me off like that. I don't know why I reach it like that sometimes. Ever just read shit that you just like, I shouldn't have read it? That's one of them. This next one here is a little aggravating, too. As y'all can see. Get to the story. So. See that little baby and stuff up there? This story sucks balls too this is a wasn't a Louisiana story but it's one of them that pissed me off when I read it anyway the headline on this one I think it's out of California it was a toddler died as the mother left her in the car with the heat on while she was having drinks with a friend in another car okay yeah, he read it right she did. She she has been sent to prison. That'll be in the next story. That's that pretty little girl that died. That's the piece of shit mom right there that left her kid in a car. And when y'all hear how long she left her in there for, there's a whole lot more. She just, you'll see. It's fucked up. 
No, you, you probably don't want to hear it, Roy, but you're going to hear it anyway. So you can't just stick your fingers in the air. This mother from California left that pretty little two-year-old daughter in a car with the heat on while she was having drinks with a friend in a car close to hers. According to reports, the mother got drunk with her friend and fell asleep for more than five hours. This bitch supposedly got drunk and passed out for five fucking hours. Yeah. I've been drunk before. Passed out for five hours. This bitch doing something else besides drinking. If she's passed out, she's probably using drugs or something. I don't believe that all that part of it. Unfortunately, that little girl right there died. The little girl's name was June. Uh, her name's June. I don't know what her last name was. She was left alone in her mother's car for five hours with the engine running. The heat turned on and the windows were rolled up. She died in September 2019 after she was found unconscious in the car and transferred to the nearest local hospital for treatment. Unfortunately, the efforts to revive her were unsuccessful. Anna, the bitch right there, next to the picture of the little girl, the mother of the girl, allegedly, allegedly told the police that she left her daughter buckled up in the baby seat, turned on the heat on. She added that she was drinking with a friend in a car just close to hers, but eventually she got drunk and fell asleep. Five hours later, when Anna woke up, <clears throat> she rushed to the car. When she opened the door, she saw vomit on the child's clothes. The child was unconscious, and she was in there with that heat on so long that the little girl had burns on her face, chest, and arms. You know how hot that must have got for that, that, the heater set to burn this little child? Said she t then took her daughter out of the car and applied a spray on her to cool her down. EMTs noted the toddler's body's temperature at the scene was 107.5. This was after the mom attempted to cool the child down. And the EMTs out there, this kid's temperature was still almost 108. Said, uh, bitch mom right there was uh, charged with one count of murder and child neglect resulting in death, according to a statement from the district attorney's office. Almost a year and a half, half after this incident, she was sentenced to 14 years and 18 months in state prison. Uh, of course, they, they got stuff saying, you know, she had people saying she got what she deserved, some people saying she didn't get enough time. Me personally, I don't think she got enough time. Uh, yeah, she's, she's probably hoeing out with somebody and, five hours left that child in the car you know you got people out there that wish they had uh could have children and this stupid cunt is gonna you know let hers die yeah it's probably fitting all something but anyway that poor little baby right there in that picture who is no longer with us or in his world because of that piece of shit in that little picture next to her right there at least she'll be locked up for at least seven. I don't know how California law works, but I mean, I mean, she hopefully she'll do at least fifty percent of her time, if not more. They ought to uh, fix her where she can't have babies anymore, because people like that shouldn't be allowed to have children, and she'll probably have five of them. Anyway, pretty little girl that died for. No good reason, because her mom's a no good, probably dope head, whoring-ass drunk. 
anyway, that story sucked pretty good, didn't it? Uh, anyway, hopefully we're getting to some better ones because I, I put these on here. I'm thinking, you know, I thought I had some decent ones, but some some happier ones. I, I know I did. Let's see the next one that pulls up here. Yeah, this next one's a better one. So this will be way better. All right, see that picture right there? There we go. I know it's California, Roy, and yes, I do want to violate her production, her right to reproduce. You're right. I, I do. Some people should not be allowed to have children. She's a prime example of one of them. All right. This one is uh, a much better story. No babies died. No one died. Hopefully. <laughs> no, not hopefully. I, I know nobody died in this one. So I tried to save. I think I put some of the, the better ones toward the, the end of it there. Stories. Anyway, let's get to the story. The story happened in Springfield, Louisiana. Students at Springfield Elementary held a We Love Our Canine Spirit Dress Day and raised $915 for the Living's Parish Sheriff's Office. I guess that's some of the kids that help and teachers that help raise the money in the picture right there. Uh, the students brought, bought $2 and got to wear jeans. And they got to wear blue jeans and a red, pink, or spirit shirt on Valentine's Day to show their support and love for, of officers. The funds will provide vests and other necessary protective gear to canine dogs. LPSO Deputy Robbie Ellis accepted a check on behalf of the Springfield Elementary Principal Catherine Martin, students Noah Wagusback, Kai Re Reeland, uh, Kilo Robillard, and Kevin Mullins, and Finley Balfence, Molly Anthony, and why can't people just have great easy last names? Jeremy Galador and teachers Miracle Oquan and Veronica Pearson. Students were then allowed to pet Officer K-9, K-9 Officer Casey after getting presented a check. That's a picture of Casey right there. Looking at Casey, I think he just must be a dope dog. He don't look like a, a bite dog. But anyway, that is a good story that these little children Why would Steve have a pic of him and his dog? Steve, you got... Steve, why, why you got a picture of that dude? Y'all friends? Anyway, good, you're right, Roy. Good job to these kids, teachers. In this world we live in today, especially in the United States, there's not enough people that appreciate or even like cops anymore. All they want to do is shit on us and, you know, call us names and, you know... We're all the bad people and all that shit like that. So, yeah, that's a good thing. These kids raise money up to give to the police dogs. So, I mean, that's a good thing. So, Roy, 
just because he's a canine officer, I mean, not all canine officers know each other, is it? Or is it like the a canine officer, uh, what, hotline they have with each other? I mean, I don't know. Never been a canine officer. But anyway, yeah, good thing. Good story that time. Happy the kids did that. And I ain't too much to say about it. It's just a good thing. So, let's see what we got next. I think I'm going to do these pretty quick. Might not be a full hour this time, but shit happens. Let's see. I think this last story I did right here, too, was on. A good one, too. You can see the, just pull the picture up. We're going to pull the story up. And we're going to talk about it. There it is. Here's the story. This man right here is a Texas State Trooper. He's a veteran Texas State Trooper, and he saved three people's lives from a fiery crash. That looks like a hell of a fiery crash. You can see it in the picture uh, while he was off duty. The headline on this story uh, says, Veteran Texas Trooper saves three people from fiery wreck while off duty. Where's the media? I don't agree with you on that one. I'm going to tell you where the media at. They're not putting this shit out because they don't give a shit when cops do good shit. He wanted Steve to post a picture of his dog. Anyway, that's where the media is at. They, They don't give a shit on good shit cops do. It's not clickbait. Anyway, it's out of Fort Worth, Texas. Good job, Texas. Y'all 100% open. Wish our governor would do that shit. Maybe he needs to get some pointers from the Texas governor. With an explosive bang and a flash of flames, Trooper Jeremy Schmidt, I'm not sure how they say his name. Excuse me for that. His evening went from low-key and relaxed to adrenaline-saturated and purposeful. The 12-year veteran of the Texas Highway Patrol was off-duty on a recent Saturday evening when he witnessed a fiery three-vehicle collision on an interstate ramp of northbound I-820 in White Settlement, Texas, a suburb of Fort Worth. (laughs) I'm I'm not going to do it. I can make a comment on that, especially nowadays. Now, you're not going to see this news on any of those alphabet and primetime channels, nothing like that. It says, according to a passenger in one vehicle, a Tesla clipped the Ford SUV her husband was driving, sending it spinning into the driver's side of a Honda Accord ahead of it and coming to a stop facing the opposite direction of travel. The Tesla drove past the colliding vehicles and stopped. The Honda came to rest facing the guardrail and a couple of feet from the rear end 
of the SUV, which had burst into flames. Schmidt, 54, and son Cody, 30, live about four hours northwest of the Dickens County town of Spur and were in Fort Worth on their monthly drill weekend with Texas Air National Guard. Well, that's kind of cool. I mean, the the dad and the son are in an Air, Air National Guard together. I mean, doing that shit together. I mean, that, 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 that's cool right there by itself. They're assigned to the 136 Civil Engineering Squadron of Naval Air Station Joint Reserve Base Fort Worth. Jerry is a technical sergeant and Cody is a senior airman. After spending the day on base, the two were relaxing in their hotel when they decided to walk to a nearby restaurant. The elder, Schmidt, forgot his mask. Well, they're in Texas. Well, why the fuck they need a mask? I don't understand. The elder forgot his mask, and after arguing unsuccessfully to stay inside the restaurant while ordering, went outside to the parking lot while his son ordered their meal to go. Must have been one of these fucking restaurants where the people's like, oh, you're going to wear a fucking mask. You can't come in here if you ain't got a mask on because it's going to save It's not going to save your fucking life. It's not going to do shit. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to rant about that shit. No sooner, sooner had he stepped outside than the chaos began. I heard the crash, looked up, and saw it. A flash of flames came up from the left wheel, wheel well of the SUV, and that caught my attention. And then seconds after, I could see the red glow starting underneath the vehicle. He said he sprinted about 100 yards across the Jim Wright Freeway and up an embankment to the interstate to access the situation and begin rescuing the vehicle's crash days the occupants he uh, explained i heard the squealing of the car hitting the guardrail and then the fire and i ran up there i always carry a flashlight in my left pocket i pulled it out and flashed the car so they wouldn't run me over said his first order of business was getting the occupants out of the vehicle that was on fire he said i opened the driver's door and he was in the process of trying to get out. He was still dazed. I told him to get out and asked if anybody else was in the vehicle because I couldn't see across the passenger compartment because it was full of smoke. He said, and he said his wife was in the front. There was a very loud pop right as I was pulling the driver out. I went around the front to get his wife out, and there was a really loud bang under the hood. I went around, and her door was pinched shut. The top of the door was bowed out a little bit, and I was able to get my fingers in there and pull the door latch with my right hand and grab the top of the door with my left. As he pried the door open with his hand, he got her out, got her across the guardrail with the couple safe. He turned his focus on the car that ended up facing the hotel parking lot. Explain what happened next. The driver's side was caved in. There was no way that door was going to open up. So I went to the passenger side. As I got there, a medic showed up. He identified himself as a medic. Both good Samaritans pulled out knives and glass breakers on one end and went to work. He hit the front, and I hit the top left side. The window broke it, pushed the glass away with the hands, and unlocked the door and went to the passenger side. He said the Honda was a 17-year-old with a name tag on his shirt. Schmidt used that information to break through the unconscious driver. He said, I was trying to wake him up. I was talking to him and shaking his shoulder, trying to get him to wake up. I yelled at him, 
in or I in, I don't know how they say it, wake up, you've been in a car accident and you have to get out now. They did a quick assess- assessment. His legs weren't in any odd angles and his body was in a straight line position. So it didn't look like he'd been broken up too bad. He was bleeding out of his head and the right side and his left arm was bleeding. My back, my backside and outside the car, it was getting uncomfortably warm. I decided I was going to have to physically remove him. The medic said, you can't move him. He could have a spinal injury. And I told him, well, the threat of death is more imminent. In, 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 he spit it out. Imminent than farther injury because the smoke was getting into the compartment where I was in the car number two. And it was getting really hot. And I knew it wasn't going to be long that we wouldn't be able to be in there also. Said he grabbed the young guy, his left shoulder, began to roll him over the console when he started to wake up. He kind of woke up and I yelled at him and he came around and I told him to get out of the vehicle. It's on fire. Anyway, he got the kid out. The driver was later taken to the ambulance by the the hospital by the ambulance. And anyway, he said, this guy right here saved uh, these people's lives. And uh, that's a good thing. But like I said, you don't you don't see that. You you're right, like I said, or you don't see that shit on Fox News. You don't you don't see it anywhere like that. Because it's no fun uh, when the cops are actually doing something good, right? But that's uh Mr. Schmidt right there. Trooper Schmidt. If anybody knows him, if they listen in Texas or something, I'd love to have him as a guest on the show. Let him tell his own story. That would be really, really cool. Don't you think? I think it'd be cool. Anyway, that's him. Give him a... He deserves a a round of applause right there for saving all the people's lives and doing a great job. So that's all the stories I have for today. That's all I could think of. That's all I came up with. So, like I said, I had, I mean, fortunately, I did have a, uh, like I said, a fairly uneventful week. So that's a girl crying. A bunch of Hispanics that didn't speak English and backing the guy up. Nothing real happened. So, you know Y'all, like I said, y'all know some people that want to be some guests, would like to be a guest. Like I said, you don't have to be close. We can do it over the telephone, or I can try to figure out how to do the Skype shit or something. We need to get old, uh, I don't know if he's even still on here. Old Steve wants to be a guest or whatever. Like, got any friends that want to be guests? Send them my way. Send me an email. If you got stories and just want me to read your stories, like I said, because I'm so articulate. That's not true. <laughs> I am not articulate. No, I don't have to help Robert. I don't know what you're talking about. Why do I have to help Robert? Robert's in Facebook jail uh, right now, so... <laughs> I don't know if you know why or not. I'll tell you why later there, Roy. But 
Robert got put in Facebook jail for three days last night for some of his antics. So <laughs> it's quite funny. But like I said, it was a just like I said, it wasn't really a big time week uh exciting week this week. Hopefully that's coming up week. I'm gonna try to get a guest. Uh I know uh I might try to see if uh old Doc Holiday can come back on because he uh he has recently uh left law enforcement and uh he finally got he got his master's degree and I think he's pursuing something in that field now. So I'm gonna get him on. He's got tons of stories still with all the time he's done law enforcement. We'll have to get him on, let him talk about that and uh how it is being out of law enforcement. It's probably been a couple of weeks now that he's uh left. Which I think is interesting and Doc Holliday's always had some really good funny stories also, so I guess we're going to wrap this one up. And, uh, like I always say, if you know anyone, if you got any friends or you who might like to be a guest, like to send me some stories, email me, motorcopchronicles at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at MotorC um, Parlor, which I haven't been active almost, but it is there. Uh, Facebook. Of course, you can hit hit me up on Facebook, uh, Motorcar Chronicles Podcast on Facebook. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hey, I appreciate it. If you like me, give me five stars. If you don't like me, give me one star. It just if you give me one star, at least have enough balls to go in there and write down what you hate about me. I'd like to know one way or another uh, why you don't like me or why you do like me. And it also helps with the algorithm. Uh, we're on YouTube. Uh, I am going to work on something uh, coming up this week. I'm trying to use Restream. I think you can do uh, several platforms at once. So I think you can go live like on Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitch, and all these places at uh, the same time. So might give that a shot too. i got to work on that. So wish me luck on that one. Like I said, and if you want to be a guest, Hit me up. You don't have to be in law enforcement. You can be a veteran, uh, EMT, fireman, uh, corrections, uh, cops. I'd really like to get a bicycle cop on here. I think that would be very interesting. I don't know if I said that last time or not. I would really like to have a bicycle cop. See what kind of training they go through on the bicycles. But I'm going to stop rambling on and on and Let's uh, have everybody have a safe week out there. Keep your powder dry and your head down. Watch your six. And remember to always smile because the Iceman could always be behind you. Y'all have a good week. I'm cranking up on the throttle. This is how legends are.